to another episode of Ryan Out Loud. I am Ryan Lewis, obviously. It is he. It is me. I am, if you're listening, thank you. Uh, I appreciate you all that listened, shared, like, I don't know, maybe you didn't listen, but you shared it anyways. I appreciate it. Um, the thing about this relaunch and this rebrand of Ryan Out Loud, I really want, I am trying to stay true to myself, uh, to be truly authentic and just honest. And I want to share my experiences with you all. There's a lot of things that a lot of my, a lot of things people don't know about me. And, you know, I've, I've been pretty hush about things I've been through. Um, so this is like a Ryan out loud is, is my diary of some sort, my journal, you know, I wish I could cue the Moesha diary music, you know, the, you know what I'm trying to say, the you know, the music that plays when Moesha was writing in her diary. <laughs> um, on that note, I just want to thank Stevie Derek for, coming on to the show. Uh, he was my first guest on the rebrand and relaunch of Ryan Out Loud. It was so special. I absolutely love him. I love the the positive influence that he just is to me and so many other people on social me through social media. He is just doing things. And Stevie, if you're listening, I want you to know that you are appreciated. You are a guiding light in the LGBTQ community, the black queer community. You are appreciated in the lane you're carving for yourself and others is just special. You're, you're, you're making your own history. You're making your own lane and I will forever support you. Um, like you said, we're family. I love you, Stevie. Thank you again. And I can't wait. I told you when Raven Simone, when the Raven Simone interview happens, Stevie, we are doing it together. I am manifesting that interview that is going to happen soon. Universe, do its do your work. <laughs> but with that being said, I actually have. Again, welcome to a new episode. I think I said that. I'm just going to say it again because I do what I want. Um, I have a message. Somebody sent in a message and I am going to play it. I don't know what's going to be said or, you know, whatever the case, but let's hear it. And we'll get into the episode. Ryan, this is Susha. And I just want to say that I am... Very, very proud of you for creating your own thing. Um, I'm very excited to listen to what you have going on and that I just wish you the best of all things, my friend. I love you and take care of yourself. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Susha, I love you. Thank you for just them encouraging words. I didn't know you were listening. I truly appreciate that. Me and Susha go back to our college days. 
I love her. She is rare. She's special. She is so talented. So beautiful. Stay beautiful, Sush. Um, I really, I want you on the show. Her story, I just feel like she has a story to tell, and I just want her to share her message, and I want her to sing, because Susha has such a unique, raw, beautiful voice, and I want her to sing on the show. I don't know. I mean, we can figure some things out, but thank you for the words. Continue listening. Share with your friends, and... Well, you'll be on the show soon. Thank you so much for that. That made my entire day. Uh, thank you. So, today's episode, I am just just going to talk. Um, I hope everyone is well, safe, you know, social distancing. Um, if you're traveling, safety. for a vacation is real, okay? Like, I need sand. I mean, I need a lot of AC. Um, but I want my feet in some hot-ass sand. I want to feel the ocean. I'm not a swimmer, but I want to. And I just want to be surrounded So give me something, you know, land, something just for, I don't, I don't know, but I'm sipping my coffee, excuse me, I'm here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, most of you guys don't even know where I am, but it's snowing right now, winter is in the winter season, and I absolutely hate it, (laughs) but I Got away for a couple six months or whatever my winter trip in Disney World, and that's all it took. That is all it took for me to experience heat during the winter. And my body, when I came back, my body has not been the same. My body temperature has not been the same. So I think that this is I, I am losing my gold standard of Pittsburgh within a year or two. Two is the max. I'm giving myself two years to be in Pittsburgh, and then I'm headed to North Carolina for a winter. Um, I say Washington, D.C., but Washington, D.C. kind of needs to be an upper neck. I'm going to get here in Pittsburgh, so why would I want to go to that? Only if the job's right. You know, you know, I'm going to go to money. When the money is exactly what I need to go to, but I'm not paying for that, okay? But, um... North Carolina. I want to be surrounded by black people more than Pittsburgh. It just it lacks diversity of culture and it just lacks heavily. And it's also I feel it's just time for a change, you know. It's time for a change and I'm I'm in the process of processing, process of making that happen. So 
also exist silent. I thought you were funny. I know somebody that's in their 30s, 30s and beyond. Yes. At 30 years old, finally passed the eternal. <laughs> Long story short, I've had a fear of driving for years. Uh, I don't know if we, I was in a car accident years ago. July 7th, 2001. I was with my mom. I was head of a group. Um, she, she's heavily involved in the NAACP. She's a member of a group called AXO. Uh, AXO was, you know, had different teams in the group that did different things in terms of a writer, a poetry writer, uh, a singer, a dancer, tap dancer, ballerina, dancer, Couple singers actually. You know, I, I remember I was a kid and I dreamed that someone that sings. I was so excited to be, you know, to be uh, when I would be of age to finally, you know, in high school to join the actual group. But that never happened, unfortunately. And so we, uh, every year there was a, you know, we submit principles. I'm from a small town called Indiana City, Indiana. It's about three hundred five thousand. So that year we submitted, uh, every year, every summer, there was a convention where they competed for uh, that year. They competed. And um, this that particular year was New Orleans. And, you know, being a small town, a small part, chapter of the NAACP, we didn't have funds. So we raised, we, we raised money for car washes, um, car wash, food, um, bake sales. I'm, I'm just... Guessing I can't quite remember, but um, so we had enough money. We rented a big van that would fit all of us. There was like twelve of us in the van, if I, if I remember. But it was a big group of us, and we left from Pittsburgh, Manesson, Pennsylvania, slash Pittsburgh, to go to New Orleans. And we left. It took days. I remember that was probably that's probably the longest trip ever, the longest trip of my life. Like I, uh, I do have flashes of that, like of getting up and getting tired and needing a shower and uh, exhausting. So I remember we were asleep. We were crossing over. We were finally out of Mississippi, heading into New New Orleans, and the van rolled over three times. The van rolled over three times. I flew out. I was ejected from the from the van, and this is another uh, somebody else that was on the trip with us was also ejected from the van. I, the back of my head hit a rock. I woke up, and the van was. I was a mile, two miles away from the van. And I looked up, and I was like, "What?" You know, you feel like you're in a dream. It was like some kind of trance, and I was like, "What the heck?" It's just insane. I had glass in my head. I pulled it out. I'm almost, I think my mom did pass out. She was just so hysterical. It was just a mess, you know. But luckily, we were fortunate. I mean, everybody that was on in that van, we survived. Um, but yeah, that, um, we survived only with minor injuries. And, uh, yeah, that was that was tough, and I I never really paid attention to my fear of driving because my dad, my father was still alive at that point, 
time of the Mohammedan Kingdom. The reason it's so deeply impact later is because that's when it's really important. And he, I was 11 and he took me driving all the time. So never really, I was excited. I just thought of driving, having my own car, you know, all that good stuff being, being on a 16 year old kid. So I, when I took my permit test, I failed it, obviously, but I was not in the biggest rush to go back. I had no rush. I felt no rush to go back. And that turned into a year, it turned into weeks, turned into months. And I also suffer from test anxiety as an adult. I really panicked and before going on test because that's another story for another time because I don't know how I made it through college. But yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, when I finally realized like I had I like even through for the first few years even being in the passenger um, class in the passenger seat, I was terrified. Um, the thought of and even though nobody hit us, like we just the tire busted. Busted and we flipped over. Um with being on the road and I traveled a lot to Virginia and DC was one of my things from uh, so I was like I went down there quite often so I just it was just a weird fear of that of uh trucks the big you know the big tractor trailer not staying in your lane like I would my heart would jump to my throat terrifying so that's when I realized darn I have a problem okay and I didn't really act on it I didn't really my household, you pray about it. Prayer fixes everything, you know, in that household, you know, in my household growing up. Um, the only help I ever seeked was to go, I saw a therapist, I think after my parents divorced and after my father passed away, I think. Um, and, you know, so now in my later years, you know, it just got to a point I just, you know, family teased me. My younger cousins were getting their permits and their license, buying their first car. Now they're probably buying their second car. And, you know, I just had, I was terrified. I felt like I was going to be one of that person to get my permit, get my license. And I would be killed or something. A car wreck would be my end of the end of my life. And so that really paralyzed my my fear, really paralyzed me. And, you know, going into 2021, I said to myself, I will no longer be paralyzed by fear. That is my motto. I am taking that from here and on. Um, I wrote down a list of the things I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to due to the pandemic, I am now living with my with my mother. I want my own place. You know, I've, I've been on my own since I was 18 years old. I have my own apartment and it's a beautiful thing. So I really, really miss my three Winston homes. And I'm, but I am forever grateful for my mom helping me, trying to get some things sorted out with my credit, you know, trying to figure out what you say, like when I was 31, it's time to act like it, you know, I couldn't, I could not imagine being a father in, in the midst of this 
trying to keep my shit up. It's, it's not right now. I'm a good online person for everybody. But I'm lying. Definitely not. Kudos to those who believe these other people. It's scary. It's a scary thing. It is really scary. So um, I finally got into therapy right around the time my best friend some things out from my life and made me reevaluate my life and finally realized stop being scared. I kind of knew there was a warning like that. Just she didn't fear anything. Her confidence was just unexplainable. She is sorely missed and you know her anniversary anniversary of her death recently passed and it's been six years and I don't question a lot of things in life, but that's one thing I question a lot. She was just so beautiful, her smile was so bright, her laugh was just, you couldn't help but to laugh, and she's missed, I miss her a lot. Um, so instead of, you know, hindering myself because of fear, I think of her, I want to live for her some sort of way. So that's my goal. Um, I wrote down a few things and they said, she always clear, like, you know, we're going to get you out here driving. And I'm like, well, okay. And, and I, her voice played in my head and the boost in me doing this, I feel like I'm rambling, but the, the reason for me doing this is mainly because my auntie, um, my beloved auntie, Audrey, she passed away. December, and that yeah, that was that was rough because that was one of my literally my favorite, one of my favorites to ever exist, and um, she had a brand new car, and you know she it was just like uh, unfortunate for the circumstances. I'm like, oh my god, call me a sign, get your shit together. I can do it right now. My auntie, she, if you knew my aunt Audrey. You know, she's like real life Spitfire, um, Medea for real, okay? Like, and that girl did not play. She said what was on her mind, and she meant what she, she, she was a, I said what I said type person. Like, I love that about her. She used to set me straight all the time. I love her. I miss her so much. So, yeah, I, I, I took my permit, failed it the first time. I went back a week later and passed it, and here I am, and I have a whole new car, a 2008 Honda Accord, and neck, it's not my Range Rover yet, but I'm getting there, but, um, yeah, so that's that on that, that's the story behind the permit, um, yeah, so I'm just gonna get into it, I'm going to talk about love, Valentine's Day happened, it is, it is here, gone and I'm I you know I've been single for six years five years no six years and I don't even know I really don't know if I want to call it a relationship or my situationship honestly I've been secret to this man that will remain unnamed uh but you know we it was fun but my heart was broken 
I really need to go full downward spiral. And the worst part about it is I had to deal with that alone. You know, I'm sure I could have, I, I just, you know, I worry about other people. And at the time, I was not really, I don't think I even know you personally, but um, about another, uh, another woman who was usually never said anything, they're just waiting for me, they'd be like, hey, you know, or I, but I'm not really one of those people, I've never been one of those people to say, hey, I'm Ryan and I'm gay. <laughs> That's never been who I am. Um, if I know you, we definitely know each other. And I felt comfortable telling you when I would say something. But you know, I still held a lot um, in. So, you know, I remember I turned to Fade and I was like, who, who are you hiding? What are you hiding from me? You know, my mother loves you family loves you regardless and if they don't that's on them that's not my problem and they don't nobody don't pay no bills my bills that is nobody pays my bills i pay my bills i feed myself i you know like i know so that's when i got to a point like fuck y'all and your opinions fuck you and your opinions not not to everybody but some people some opinions friends lie, maybe, not all, but, um, yeah, you know, I was, I suffer from a thyroid condition, and I, my weight fluctuated from, from time to time, and I would gain, and I would lose, and I would keep it off, and it would come back, and, you know, this man, it was literally right after my best friend passed away, um, and he literally, you know, looked at me, and said, you know, you need to go. And the funny thing is, he's fine. Though. He he loved to eat. You know, it was his favorite place for us to eat. Or well, we didn't really go out and see things too often. I was terrified of people not being able to see me. But that's another matter. But anyways, and so you know, we figured out a lot. Um, you know, I just ate good. I cooked. You know, sometimes. He just looked at me and said, I don't see anything attractive about you. That was stopping. And I'm like, no, I, okay, so I, I was big. I was 390 pounds. And the one thing about me, I was never sloppy, boo, okay? Anyways. And yeah, so that was like the last, that sent me in a spiral. And I think that did me in years like six years later here I am a whole new person whole new story time 390 pounds still work in progress still got some belly still got some sag in my back but I'm I'm not training it's work in progress but I am proud of the person that I am now um but that's that was just a side tip but I am going to tell you about my two failed no one failed valentine my Valentine's Day, I'll never forget. I was in high school. I worked my very first job as pizza cutter. And I was so excited. I was in love with this girl. Yes, she was a pretty girl. I worked at Pizza Hut. I saved up my little bit of money 
I went to Kmart and got her a ring, okay? In my mind, I'm like, I, I always knew she was it. She was the one. She was going to be a mother of my children. Um, but yeah, so the Valentine's Day came. I got the ring. I had to snowed i know people it snowed so bad and school was canceled my mom's at work i took her through she's gonna come over she drove me to the park um she's gonna come over um she food was nasty <laughs> like i had it all planned and it snowed i was not coming home my my friend uh, our mutual friend she lived around the corner from me, and I'm like, I, I, this is just how I remember it. I had no problem. Of course, I probably don't, but it's just how I remember how I remember it. But whatever. She, uh, used to communicate with her, you know, between her clothes, which is the reason why we reunited that love or whatever I thought it was. I don't know what she communicated. Uh, so stormed and she had an ex that was like her lover you know so being the kind hearted person that I am we uh you know I had a plan I had chocolate I had candy you know I was gonna I was gonna order pizza from Papa Dutch because that's where I work and it was free obviously you know so or you can ask Papa Dutch it might be better but um, yeah, I had a plan, and I think she called me that night and was like, yeah, my ex came over, he was telling me how sorry he was, and how he never wants to hurt me again, and then I'm thinking, oh, I have these plans with Ryan, and then I'm thinking, he's so nice, I was just a nice guy, I really was a nice guy, I'm a very nice guy, so Sometimes people take advantage of that. People are like, he took advantage of me as being so nice. And could come around and, you know, her, her, her bad boy. She was a thug, you know, whatever. Her bad boy. You know, that's what I'm calling her at this point. Uh, they had a little bit more edge to them. And I was like, you know, well, they not, you know, they were doing her bad. You know, I was like, oh, well, there's Ryan. I always felt like the guy. So I remember, you know, they, you know, so I guess they got back together. And I remember they knocked the door. They were like, okay, knock on the door. And I think my friend, she was like so emotional. She was pregnant at the time. So she was very emotional. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. It was just a mess. And I'm like, that's how I feel about it. Like, and I think she, she took the ring. My friend did. And I was so mad. I'm like, no, I'm still here. It's a real ring. I'm like, no, you are not. But um, that was that on that. Um, that was my failed Valentine. Oh, I also had a. This is I'm just gonna tell how I failed Valentine. I really have a love life, but I was in middle school. I was in love with uh, a friend, and you know I was like playing with her a little bit too. So does middle school really count? I'm not. But we played. You know. I Chocolate scented 
teddy bear because she was like just so beautiful and she had great skin just in my eyes just being the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life was also a mutual friend. Oh, shot, Loki. Like, the Bermuda Bee sometimes are cultural in person with their personalities that was very expressive, that used to perform and that sing sometimes. I really used to, I don't, I don't know how to articulate how good it is. I don't know. Thank God for therapy and I know that I am still working on that sometimes. But at any moment, I could re-age. <laughs> uh, but I'm better at it. I guess. Better say that. But, uh, she would, another friend of my father, hey, she uh, would communicate, you know, past the news because we had spectrum back in Texas and, you know, social media, so we had to write notes to each other. She would take the notes to her and, you know, be like, oh, so much you didn't like the bear. Like, you know, you didn't think of poop. <laughs> my bear, my chocolate scented bear. Yeah, 12, 13-year-old Ryan was devastated, okay? Devastated. But no hard feelings. We, we grew on to be, we went on to be great friends. Our circle of friends, the 08ers, were just, that opening group that graduated from in 2009. We call ourselves, everybody knows us, we're just friends with the 08, you know, the 08ers. Um, her name is Shanika. She became a beautiful, good friend of mine, and unfortunately, she passed away last February, and it's coming up on a year, and she was missed, and I love her so much, loved her so much, still love her, will always be with her. I, you know, pray for her family all the time, every day, all the time, especially her young son. But she broke my heart when I was 12. But that was, does that, like I said, does that really count? I'm not sure about that. So, yeah, that, that's really just what I wanted to talk about today. And wow, it's pretty much a filler episode. I'm supposed to say that. I don't know what to say. I have some really dope uh, guests coming up on next two weeks. I can't wait for you all to hear the conversations and if you're listening, just continue to stay safe. Uh, you are loved. Love yourself. Take time for yourself. Because we, 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 we are all, we are all we got ourselves. Um, so continue to love yourself protect your energy and this is it this is another episode of Ryan Out Loud thank you for listening always remember black lives matter black gay lives matter black trans lives matter and that's on us stay loved stay filled